You're listening to Your Magical Midlife, the podcast for women 40 and up. I'm Kate Higgins. I'm a licensed clinical social worker turned coach, and I'm here to be your guide, your friend, and your mentor. I'm here to light your way into your most magical midlife. Let's dive in. I'm recording this on the eve of the winter solstice, the shortest, darkest day of the year. And I like to think of this time, this end of the year time, as a time to reflect and pause and get quiet and really sit in the silence of the season, the stillness of it. Now that I live in a tropical environment and south, closer to the equator than where I grew up in New York City, I'm not as affected by the seasonal darkness as I was when I lived in New York. When I lived in New York, every year when we turned the clock back, my mood took a plummet, and it was really hard for me to get through the days and count them down as I did at the time counting down, counting down, counting down the days until we sprang ahead in March. And I hated the winter so much, which was crazy because I went to college in Syracuse. And if you've been to central New York and you've experienced that lake effect snow, or if you are living north of that even in upper America or Canada or any part of Scandinavia, although I highly doubt anybody who lives in Scandinavia is listening to this podcast at this point in my podcast, only 12 episodes out. I really struggled with that dark, cold winter. And now that I live in Florida, and now that I'm in my 50s, I'm so grateful that even when it's cold here, it's not really that cold. This morning when I walked, it was 45 degrees, which would be practically bikini weather in Syracuse. But I do notice that the gray winter days of Florida, and we get some that are in the 40s or 50s, and we get some gray days back to back, I notice that shift in my mood, that sort of sluggish, sad, cranky, sleepy bed days. And I can't believe that I lived much of my life experiencing those days for months on end, having it be even colder, windy, snowy, sleet, rain, hail, ice. I mean, I lived in New York my whole life. And the last five years that I lived in Brooklyn, I was actually the super of my building. And I remember when my partner left for Florida, and I didn't know it was my last winter in New York, but I came down here to visit him. And I made that decision that I was going to relocate to Sarasota based on our conversation and my visit and all that stuff and seeing how beautiful it is here. And I came home and I flew into JFK and I got on the subway And I noticed how cold and damp and dirty the subway was, like I was seeing it for the first time. 
And as I climbed out of the stairs onto the street at my stop in Brooklyn at Prospect Park and walked the four blocks to my apartment and there was snow and the snow had been plowed and so snow was a couple of days old. And unfortunately in New York, the snow is really only pretty for while it's falling. Maybe the first couple of hours before it becomes slushy and gray from the exhaust from the cars and pebbled with dog poop. And it becomes disgusting relatively fast. And it was just so gross. And as I trudged my way back to my apartment with just dog poop in the street and garbage in the snow and dog pee stains and just debris and disgustingness, I realized that the trash cans that I was responsible for had been knocked over into the street and trash had spilled all over the sidewalk. And then and there, in that moment, as the aches settled into my 48-year-old back, my knees, my ankles, the bottoms of my feet, everything just throbbed with the cold. And I knew that I was done with New York. And it was a big moment for me to make that change. And now that I live here and the cold is much milder, and because I live 1,200 miles south and closer to the equator than I did, shortest days, the sun goes down and it's dark around 5.30 at the shortest time of year. Whereas in New York, it was dark at 4.30. And it was so hard for me to deal with and so depressing. And every year, I would just have this really, really low mood that was really hard for me to cope with. And there's that energy that comes with the season, with Christmas, with Yule, with Hanukkah, with the holidays, the pressure of the holidays to be cheerful, to be merry, to be social. And it was just the worst time for me to try to engage in that way. And I just didn't want to do it. All I wanted to do was sleep until March 1st. And then there's the pressure of the new year. New year, new you, set goals, know what you're going to do, know everything that you're going to achieve in the next year and have it and be fresh and take action. And I really think that that is so counterintuitive. This is the season of stillness. This is the season of introspection. All of the trees, even down here in the South, all of our trees are bare. They shed their leaves and they have a time to pause. The plants aren't really growing. The trees aren't really growing. Nothing is happening. Everything is still. Even our little animal friends, our little squirrels, the bunny rabbits, everything is in sort of a hibernated state. And so as I age, I am rejecting the pressure 
to have a new year, new me. I'm rejecting the pressure to come out of the gate on January 1st, gangbusters blazing. And as someone who has a beginning of the year birthday, my birthday is January 5th. I am a Capricorn. And as I've gotten older, I've become more of a Capricorn, more focused, more rigid, more ambitious, more interested in achieving. And that was not my nature when I was young. I was definitely like frittering from thing to thing until, let's face it, fairly recently. As I have aged, I am resetting my internal calendar. And now for me, the year starts with the spring, because to me, that makes much more logical sense. So I have made the decision, which is a crazy one as somebody who is trying to launch a business, that my year is not going to start until the first week of February. Because I've noticed, and in my discussion with my friends and with my partner, that the light really does start to return by the end of January. The sky is different. The air is different. The light during the day is different. It's a clear beginning of spring. And so I have decided that I am in seed mode. I am deep in the soil of thinking and planning and dreaming. And I'm giving myself the grace and the space to just allow myself to be still. And for someone who is as anxious and wired and uptight and kinetic, which is all the things that I really am, I'm a very anxious, kinetic person. It's a new thing for me to allow myself to rest. I always want to do, 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 and do more, especially since I've been laid off from my job. Since I've been laid off from my job, I have interviewed, accepted, and rejected multiple jobs. I have started a podcast. I have started a private therapy practice. I have signed up with four different platforms to receive therapy clients, and I've officially launched my coaching program. It's not even really a program yet. I have made myself open to receiving coaching clients, and it's been a really big pressure situation to keep the bills paid, the house paid, everything paid. So there's that pressure to keep going, keep running, keep moving, keep trying to shake the trees for money, keep trying to drum up business. And I am trying to take space. And it is not easy. It is not easy for me. Over this past weekend, it was a rainy, torrentially stormy day on Saturday and Sunday. And I decided, I made an executive decision to lay on the couch and do absolutely nothing. The last time I did absolutely nothing was probably right after my surgery. So that would have been the summer of 2022. And I struggled so much to be still after my surgery. 
I literally couldn't tolerate not going for my walk in the morning. It took all of my willpower to lay there and allow myself to be not only assisted, but allow myself to just be. And in fact, I actually studied for the national LCSW exam during that period because I couldn't tolerate not doing anything. I did all my continuing ed courses for my New York license. I prepped myself to take the exam so that I could get a license in Florida. I just tried to keep going. Sitting still is actually incredibly hard for me. I'm just not used to it. I've never, ever, ever sat still. Ever. There's always another goal. There's always another ambition. There's always something else I think I should be doing. So this past weekend, when I was laying on the couch, binge-watching Servant, which, by the way, is an excellent and creepy show if you're into psychological thrillers, highly recommend it. And it also brought me back to my many, many years in Park Slope because it's a very Park Slopean family, even though the show takes place in Philly. But that is just a sidebar for you. Getting into stillness, allowing myself to marinate, allowing myself to just sit is a challenge. And it's a challenge that I am learning about. And I invite you to not make New Year's resolutions. I invite you to not jump ahead into 2024 and everything you want to achieve. This season of stillness, this time that we sit with ourselves, is a beautiful time to really reflect and really think about the seeds that you want to plant without taking any action on them. Some of the beautiful rituals that I like to do around this time of year is that I like to sit and light a candle and write a whole list of things that I would like to let go of and burn that list. And then I write a list of things I would like to invite in. And I take that piece of paper and I fold it really, really tiny and I dig a small little hole in the ground. If you have your own property, this is easy. And if you don't, I've done it in Prospect Park. And I literally plant my desires in the ground and I bury them and I walk away from them, knowing that those desires will eventually sprout, take root, and grow. So with that, let's pick a card because it's fun. And we're going to pick a card for this episode. And it's just going to be a fun little exercise to close out how we can be still in the season. And I should have pre-shuffled. I know it's junior to hear the shuffling noise and the shuffling sound. And the card for this episode is the Page of Swords. And the Page of Swords is all about the baby, tiny, little ideas. The Page of Swords is about that whisper of inspiration that you get 
after you allow yourself some stillness. It is the seeds. It's the seeds of the idea, which is perfect for this episode. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy the darkness. There's a purpose for it. There's a purpose in these dark, short days, and that is to allow in rest. It is to allow in a break from the busyness. It is to allow in the silence, the stillness, the rest, and the restoration. Have a wonderful holiday, and I'll see you next week. Rosebud Woman was developed in response to women's unaddressed needs for beautiful, luxurious products that provide relief and pleasure for all women, whether it be for period pain, perimenopausal woes, or menopause symptoms. Intimate wellness products are often designed to use with a sexual partner or medicalized to treat a diagnosed issue. Rosebud Women feels ceremonial, like I'm doing a beauty ritual while addressing my 50-year-old body's needs. Their everyday honor bomb is gynecologist-tested and hormone-free. It hydrates, conditions, and replenishes intimate skin. It's excellent for pregnancy, perimenopause, menopause, and any other hormonal changes. Use the affiliate link in my show notes for 20% off. You can check out their products at www.rosebudwoman, that's R-O-S-E-W-O-M-A-N, Dot com. Check out all their beautiful products and use the affiliate code in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to Your Magical Midlife. I'm Kate Higgins and I've been your host. You can follow me on Instagram at Your Magical Midlife. You can check out my website, www.yourmagicalmidlife.com. I am offering a very special end of 2023 two-hour coaching session called The Appraisal. This is a personal process that I use every year for myself, and I'm offering it to you. You can go to my Instagram and look in the link tree. It is called The Appraisal. All the details are there. I'm so excited to be sharing this process. It has helped me tremendously close each and every year out feeling good, feeling like I accomplished something, something, and forgiving myself for the places where I fell short. I hope it helps you and I hope you check it out. Please remember to rate, like, and subscribe to this podcast. It does help keep me in those algorithms. Have a great week and I'll see you soon. Take care.